Radio. Okay, this is Moses Allison, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andros Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions songs that we have randomly selected with the help of our friends synchronicity is radio wave ball give us a shake 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 radio wave ball give us a shake 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 is the radio Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards and providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today, is the one, the only, one of my favorite songwriters of all time, Bart Davenport. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Bart. Thank you, Andras. Now, Bart, you have eight songs on the board. Would you like to play me a little bit of groovy music? I can read those eight songs, too. Sure, sure. Uh... That's nice. Song number one, Blue Motel. Song number two, The House That Built Itself. Song number three, John John. Song number four, Pamela. Song number five, What's Your Secret, Cleo? Song number six, Cheap Words. Song number seven, Dust in the Circuits. And song number eight, Grown Ups. And those are the eight songs that are going to be providing the answers to our musical divinations throughout this show. Bart, you're not here alone. You've brought uh, an accompanist. Who are we with here? Yes, Andras. We have with us Andres. Andres, people have been calling me your name all my life. Uh (laughs) This is Andres Renteria. Playing the... What are are you playing? What is the instrument? He's playing the cajon. The cajon. And uh, we're going to be selecting the songs randomly by use of the the Wheel of Eight, by the Radio 8 cards, and the Radio 8 coin. They all are going to be randomly selected as the answers to the questions asked throughout this show. And I always start with my own question. And uh, that's what I'm going to do right now. So um, I edit these. I don't just perform these and book them, but I also edit them, which means I have to listen to myself ask this question, ask the question. <laughs> and I've been noticing that I start off these shows, since we started doing them here at Feral Audio, uh, I notice that I'm doing them a little bit. I come in sounding a little bit stressed out, which is why I'm glad I'm here with you, Bart, because I don't think I've ever seen you stressed out. Maybe you have been. But you always have an air of cool, sort of soulful grace around you. And I'm hoping that I can catch some of that. So I'm just going to look at you, try and emulate that cool, allow some of that to seep into me. Yeah. Uh, you, you ever seen the Imagine movie? You know, Imagine John Lennon? Yeah. Yeah. So just think you're Lennon and I'm Phil Spector. <laughs> and 
That's going to get me less stressed. There's, weren't there a lot of guns and cocaine involved in that situation? No, I just was thinking about, you know, my look today, which is a bit specter-ish. Ah, uh, now see, I don't I'd, see. I I wouldn't have. I guess I I guess I get that now, but I never would have. I never would have thought thought that. I guess for those of you who are are listening to this, imagine a young Phil Spector, not Phil Spector on trial. It's mm. a different look, totally yeah. different look. He was going through his own trials in yeah. his own mind. No Bob Dylan, yeah. wi- no Bob Dylan yeah. wig or Barbara Streisand wig or yeah. whatever he was wearing. But also you being more Lennon-esque, I think, than myself. I, you know, uh, in the sense that I have a knack for for getting into trouble and yeah. pissing people off. I think you're yeah. sort of raw, you know, like in a Lennon sort of way. I'm I'm a little more of like, you know, a mastermind. Ah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> It's funny. I've been. I was thinking about. It. Actually, that was. I try. I'm try. I tried for this show not to think of a question because the last ones I've agonized over. And it's like, what happens if I just come in, and start talking to Bart, and maybe I'll think of what my real question is. Because there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world today. Like today, what's what's going on? This is going to come out in about six weeks. But what's going on right now is that Harvey Weinstein is going down, and it feels like a, a lot of like old school sexism is being torn down in Hollywood. And it's kind of a, I mean, even though a lot of horrible stuff is coming out, it's kind of a day for celebration that mm-hmm. all of these things are coming out, and people. Uh, I mean, I I hope that things are changing, um, and. But you know, so and and I know, uh, so that was one of the things that was that was percolating in my mind. And then the the other thing I was just thinking about was that about I've known Bart here since the early '90s, and I've seen Bart go through many many phases as a musician, and he is always uh, in the best sense of like I mean this in like the way that I enjoy it. He's always been that extra edge, better than me at the things that I wanted to be better at and not to say like it's not a competition it's just like you look at someone who like oh he does more interesting chords than me i want to learn some more interesting chords because look at the look what bart's doing there that's really cool or uh the way you lead a band and the way you can you know just i've I've learned a lot from you over the years and so uh i guess you know it really is and, and and it does go to in a weird way um the death of that old talk the old school toxic masculinity um, of the, the Harvey Weinstein type is that I've always also saw, thought that the way that you carried yourself as a band leader, um, even though you're so you're a really strong personality, it lacked any sense of macho. Like you don't mm. lead a band like a macho guy, even though your character as a singer is really strong and there's, you know, there's sexuality in what you sing about and there's, you know, you're, you're, you're fronting a band and being that band leader. But you've always embodied a different kind of, you know, again, more graceful archetype for me as a singer. And I think that's probably why I've gravitated to your music because it's really strong without being macho. And uh, it's, I don't know if, I don't know if that rings true for you. You're like, dude, I'm as macho as they come. Uh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're not. So I, I mean, guess. I, I was, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think as we, as we continue to. People get to know you. No, I think as we continue to sort of, try and dismantle the patriarchy maybe we'll start to see you know different things about i don't know male qualities that aren't always bad i suppose you know yeah at some point i don't know i mean it's just like uh 
Yeah, I was raised in uh, a communal household full of lesbian couples. That's how I grew up. So I think I was maybe always um, the male role models that I seemed to get pushed towards were more like um, like the monkeys, you know, yeah. not groovier, happier. Yeah, they, they were like you know my family were kind of pushing me more towards that as an example of like you know those were guys they approved of was like you know mickey dolans or something more than you know uh i don't know richard nixon or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean that's a, so. that's a wide it's a wide spectrum between mickey yeah. dolans and richard nixon yeah exactly i mean even so. just between mickey dolans and michael nesmith is a pretty nah, yeah yeah and that. also that i just it wasn't also like my as a singer but most of my big heroes are women singers like Dusty Springfield and Scylla uh, Black, Sandy Shaw. So I think about those things too when I make music. So I don't know. It, but I mean, you can't. It's, it's we're getting into very tricky territory. Men talking about this stuff. Oh, know? that's well. But the, <laughs> you know, if you if people have followed the show. This is a much. That's actually pretty light for where we've gotten. In the <laughs> okay. Past, so. Okay. Uh, but I guess you know that that'll lead me into my question. I did, and I think we got to it, which is that there, you know, what is the so on the other side of this uh, tearing down the patriarchy and the the toxic masculinity, what is the uh, what is the quality of masculinity that we should be looking for in ourselves as men? And, you know, I guess as if women want to find the masculine in themselves, too, this could be a, a good answer for them. But really, in the light of the fall of Harvey Weinstein, what is the positive masculine quality that we can really be looking at going forward? And now to answer that question, I'm going to engage the pop oracle by spinning. Oh, by spinning the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love Song number one, Blue Motel. But there's no answer 
know nothing at all. I smashed the phone against the wall. So many different ways to use up all your day, and this is how we spend our time at the Blue Motel. Everyone's got something to sell at the Blue Motel. Follow your dreams into the ground, and you'll be found at the Blue Motel. That was Blue Motel from Bart Davenport. The answer to my question: What are the what is the the quality of a healthy masculinity on the other side of this toxic thing that's coming down, as we're seeing in the uh, the Harvey Weinstein? Uh, I don't know uh, what revelations uh, that are coming out as we're as we're experiencing it this week here in Burbank, California the planet Earth. Uh, by the way, this is being recorded on 10-10-17, October 10-17. And uh, so, Bart, uh, tell us a little bit about where that song comes from. I have some ideas about how it answers my question. If you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. But I have I've, uh, I've copious notes here. So, Well, the song is kind of about a place where kind of the beautiful losers might end up. Mm-hmm. when their dreams are kind of buried in the ground at at some point and uh i don't know if it's a necessarily a good or a bad place there's definitely some sorts of illicit things might be going on there um but at the same time i i kind of see it as a sort of a sanctuary to the blue motel mhm i mean it's a it's 
it's a safer place than being out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. And well, is that in is how that, that how that connects with oh. toxic maxi, ma- masculinity? I'm not sure. Well, but. and the healthy version on the other side of it. Well, I have mm-hmm. some ideas for you here. You, okay. you ready for this? I, you're very good at this. You've been doing it a long time. Yeah. So, uh, so the first the first verse seems like it's it's sort of the positives. Like it really gives the answers right off the bat. I took forever. Now I've arrived. This you know it's been toxic for so long. Now this healthier thing is arriving. It's the sunset of my pride. The fall of, our, of pride, the end of our hubris is probably a good thing. I took the slow lane, slowing down, not so much, you know, driven, you know, uh, yangness, a little bit of more soft yin, experiencing things as they come uh, to the west side. Um, I think something about like moving, like there's that, uh, I don't know, we're both west coast guys. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons that I feel like on the west, on the west coast, there's a lot more of that. Uh, sort of divine feminine energy, a lot of more powerful women who have, you know, been here for 30, 40 years, setting roots and and taking names. Um, so that was the positive side. And then the, then the next verse feels like it gets in more into the toxic masculinity. I've tried to reach her, and I don't know who Ma- Miss Marilyn Groves is in your song, but I immediately thought of Marilyn Monroe and Leslie Groves, the general who oversaw the Manhattan Project. Whoa. So that's like two bombshells, right? Two bombshells of, you know, examples of toxic masculinity. Uh, not that Marilyn Monroe, but what she was like an ideal for and like what she was, how, what she was, I don't know, uh, the victim and the the product of. Um, and then this thing, I gave her six or seven calls, like this frustration of like, I can't reach the, like, there's this desire to reach something that you can't reach. Um, and you're smashing the phone against the wall, just more bad male behavior. Um, not necessarily. I mean, women can smash phones just as well as men. But whenever I've smashed a phone, it's been a man doing it. Um, and then we get to the Blue Motel, which, as I, you know, when I was thinking about it, it's like you're, you're, there's all this stuff about money, you know, money changing hands. So you got capitalism. And when you say Blue Motel, I think of uh, sort of like a, you know, not a brothel, but it feels like that kind of vibe. And so then you've got this capitalism and sexuality and prostitution all mixing up. And it made me think that maybe rather, I think that the way that this, the uh, sexual revolution has been fought is this idea that you want to, that people want to be more like, like, can we be more like the ones who are in charge? So like the the Harvey Weinstein ideal is something that, not just men are striving for the but women have been striving for to try and like that's that's the top of the mountain that's what i want to get mm-hmm. and it's more like we have to flip the script it's like we all it's rather than and this is where i'm just going to get into my own thing and maybe right or maybe wrong this is just where the song is leading me uh but it's not that we it's not like we have to go into this place of where that none of us are sexual and we all have to be afraid it's like we have to go into this place where we're all prostitutes where we're all and where we and then the thing about prostitutes is that prostitutes have the best boundaries in the world. They're all like it's they are consenting and they are negotiating and they are setting boundaries. And you and in a way, when you study the prostitute archetype, which is something that I've been actually because uh, I have a kind of I've, I've always had a hard time asking for money for gigs. Like I've, I'm happy to play. So I, if anything mm-hmm. you pay me, I'm kind of happy to get which is the opposite of the, the prostitute archetype. The, the prostitute archetype comes in and says, I am worth a certain amount and you will pay for this or else I will not perform for you. And in a way, 
something i don't know i don't know where that's going to lead us and i and i don't i try not to have any of at least when i'm answering my interpreting my own question i try not to land on an answer answer but more like all this feeling around the answer uh-huh. and something about that about the prostitute archetype and good boundaries and flipping the script um and maybe that we all meet as these beautiful losers at the end at this place where we have to negotiate our boundaries and have good boundaries with each other, that that is potentially a key to finding what that quality of a more positive masculinity is on the other side of this toxic thing where there are guys in hotel rooms who make you come in and sit with them while they're in their bathrobes jerking off so that you can get a job with them. That's like no consent, no boundaries whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. how can we flip that around? Hmm. Anyway, that's what I got. What do you think, Bart? Well, you know, you sort of mused around it and kind of, I don't know, I I feel like you sort of free associated with it and came up with something somehow connected. I I think at the end of the day, uh, the song is sort of about finding a piece with uh, maybe winding up somewhere that doesn't seem like the Ritz, (laughs) and that's okay. I mean, I really kind of see it ultimately as kind of that. And I know perhaps... Uh, so the so prostitution maybe, was not a part of the Blue Motel idea? It could be in a, in, a, in a vague sense that, like, we're all making our... But I think every, every person on earth is making some kind of deal with the devil, like something. Yeah. So we're all, like, paying taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Well, every, everyone but the president is paying taxes. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the radio.